You're listening to The Black Hole Cafe, a podcast where we spend about 42 minutes discussing a topic that has grabbed our attention and just won't let go. I'm Taylor Wingfield. And I'm Richard Wingfield. Welcome to The Black Hole Cafe. Hey, Taylor. Welcome to The Black Hole Cafe. How are you doing today? Hi, doing good. How are you? I am fine. We are recording amidst the COVID-19 quarantine, hunker down, whatever it's called. So, um, I feel yeah, so like we don't I'm... get, we don't get to be face to face, but you know, no, no. Zoom is the next best thing. Right. Well, I think let's go ahead and get started with the show and uh, what's on the event horizon for today. What's your topic? So, yeah, so I'm picking the topic today um, and we are going to talk about coffee. I feel like especially um, in the environment that we're in, right, in in this quarantine time, it's we can't go we can't go to our regular coffee shops. Um, so I feel like I've spent a lot of time just kind of learning about coffee. So I'm really excited to talk about it. And I will say that I am by no means a true coffee nerd or connoisseur or any of that by any stretch of the imagination. There's a f- like plethora of things that I do not know about coffee, but certainly I love coffee. Well, that's perfect because I, I especially for episode one here on the podcast, um, I've thought about us calling this the Well Actually podcast. Because we're going to get all the people going, well, actually, you didn't know. It's like, so we need our, we need our disclaimer up front. This is what is sucking our attention and whatever. It doesn't mean we're experts. It just means we're really interested in this stuff. So yeah, it just means I've spent a lot of my time on it, but not necessarily that I would consider myself an expert for sure. So I I like that disclaimers in the beginning. (laughs) I saw a great meme too, where they, um, uh, on Instagram, I think, where they, they had charted the importance of different things before and after quarantine. Yes, I've so, seen this. So toilet paper had shot off of the charts, right? And how good a gas mileage your car get was, you know, didn't matter anymore. And the only thing on the chart that didn't change was coffee. It was yes. the same. The same, same level, level of, of importance. importance. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Exactly, exactly. So I think we've got um, a couple of questions that we're going to try to do for for all of uh, all of our episodes. Uh, <clears throat> so we've got coffee on the event horizon for today. So the question to you, as the person bringing the topic, is: How did this start for you? And when was your event horizon point of no return moment? Yeah. So how did this start? I think. I want to, the, the distinction for me that that's sort of in my brain, especially like around the event horizon is my addiction to coffee started well before I actually got interested in sort of making my own coffee. Um, so I definitely like, those are two very different points where I like, I would say I stopped caring about coffee as just a source of caffeine versus, okay, now I actually like and enjoy coffee and kind of want to get into it a little bit more. Cause that was like, go like, that was really the turning point. I feel like of, of how did it, of, you know, sort of the, I liked coffee before I was into coffee, if that makes sense, or I needed (laughs) coffee before I was into coffee. (laughs) 
And um, there is another t-shirt idea. I liked yeah. coffee before I was into coffee. So yes. habit versus interest, maybe, right? It was just yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. It was just, it really was. It was like a source of caffeine, right? It was, it, <laughs> I didn't necessarily care about it, but uh, it was, you know, something that I was drinking, I guess. Um, and then I think my event horizon moment, I really feel like is when I, started to brew my own cold brew at home. Um, so my journey with coffee is very odd. Like I don't like hot coffee. I don't really like hot drinks. So I like really like cold brew, which has had sort of like a weird, um, like upsurge in, in people, in popularity basically within the last, I would say, I don't know, seven, five to seven years. Um, and I feel like when I, when I sort of was like, okay, I want to try to, to not just use my Keurig, but to make coffee at home and to do something apart from a Keurig, that was sort of my event horizon moment of when I actually had to sit down and start doing research and learning about beans and different types of brines and all of these things that uh, I really, that was sort of the point of no return for me where I was like, all right, I'm invested now. Like I got to learn about all of this if I want to do it. So I'm in, I'm in it. Well, I can't. It'll be perfect then because I know nothing about cold brew. I'm not a fan of it. I love hot coffee. I could maybe pick cold brew out of a lineup, but you know, <laughs> that would, that would be about it. So, well, as an Austinite and a millennial, you know, I do feel like it's my duty to sort of educate, you know, other, um, <laughs> other generations yeah. about cold brew. <laughs> I can find out what all the kids are doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so with that in mind, so that's kind of how it started for me. Um, but I really kind of want to, like you said, start with some questions for you as well about, like you kind of alluded to this already, are you a fan of coffee? And what type of coffee do you enjoy most? So yes, I'm a fan. As I just said, I'm, I'm a hot coffee drinker. Um, mostly coffee, black, without a lot of chemistry or stuff mixed in it. That started because I was lazy <laughs> and, and I didn't want to have to get the perfect mixture of milk and sugar and all that kind of stuff. So um, so like ease, it's just like black yeah, coffee is yeah. the easiest thing. Just, and, and usually when I'm asked whether, you know, it's mild or dark or whatever, like darker, you know, strong black coffee is, is what I like. Um, but I you know, if I get the hardest type of coffee to love, like yep, it is. <laughs> so if I want, if I get really adventurous in a coffee shop, I might do an Americano or a flat white, you know, and, and, uh, you know, but that maybe uh, leads to the where did coffee start for me. <laughs> so as anyone who knows me knows, I define myself as a recovering architect. I'm an IT consultant <laughs> now, but um, what I went to school for and did for years was architecture. So what they teach you in five years of school is how to procrastinate and stay up all night and work <laughs> Uh, you know, never do any good planning. And so all-nighters, you know, were prerequisite in, that, in the School of Architecture. So in the late hours of the evening and early morning, when my classmates were 
working on stimulants that were less lethal, <laughs> black coffee was pretty good, right? So if you're, yeah. and, and you need it the next morning too, when you've gotten 45 minutes of sleep and now you have mm. to get up and present your project in front of the class. So I think, I mean, definitely that's where coffee started for me. But like you said, that starts as just a, I need some caffeine and it's a, a good way to get the caffeine. Yeah. So was black coffee just like what was available? Oh, it's horrible. It's like somebody would have a coffee pot in the studio. I mean, it makes... Right. Okay. So it, it was makes just today's, like what was there. Yeah. It makes today's office coffee look good compared to what we had in the <laughs> studio. So. Okay. So that's like, because to me, you know, like for me, coffee started as like almost a like I sort of went the opposite way, right? Where it was, it was a dessert, you know, I would, if someone was like, <laughs> right. Oh, let's go to Starbucks and get some coffee or whatever. It was, Oh, let's get the sugariest mocha frappuccino, <laughs> double chocolate chip, whatever, you know, <laughs> then I was like, I can drink this. This is an okay coffee in quotation marks. You know, it's not really truly coffee. Um, it's just dessert in a cup. Right. Um, it's, it's a, slightly coffee flavored milkshake basically right. and, that, and that was sort of how it started for me because it was like it was one of those things where I remember in middle school and even in high school the the closest place to walk from school was a coffee shop you know middle school it was right. like a Dietrich's coffee shop or whatever or a Starbucks and so you would go because it was easy and safe to walk from school. And that was, you know, like where, but, but I never liked or wanted coffee. So I would just get the like most ridiculous sugary thing on the menu. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're started then as a, as a social and connected thing. Mine started as utilitarian, uh, necessity yeah. right yeah so. exactly like it was sort of like, Oh, if, okay, if I'm going to a coffee shop and I have to get something because I want to be included, right? It's like when you go to a party and you want to drink in your hand, even if it's not alcohol, you know, you want to be holding something. It's like, okay, I guess I'll get whatever. And I didn't actually start wanting or needing the caffeine until I think I was in college, right? So similar where I, I am horrible and I love sleep. So I would never pull all nighters. It was just <laughs> sort of like, all right, if I have to wake up early or if I have to do these things, like I still want my sleep, but I, I really didn't get into coffee until I was working in an office at a tech company in college where they had cold brew on tap. And I don't like, like I said, I don't love hot drinks. I've never really loved hot tea or hot chocolate or whatever, for whatever reason. And so I just started, I was like, Oh, cold brew. This is, this is nice. Like this is a cold version of the drink that I don't, and it's so much easier to drink. And for whatever reason, so I started kind of you know, that was, that was the time where I was working almost, you know, 20 to 30 hours a week and doing school. And so I, I felt like I needed the coffee then. Then it became this sort of like caffeine addiction that you're talking about of, oh, I'm tired, but I can do something about it. <laughs> the other thing I'll give you is that um, for those who don't know, we're in Texas and <laughs> we have two seasons, hot and less hot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So hot drinks, you kind of really have to like, but a nice cold drink, 
is probably more refreshing more times yeah. than not when you're in and Texas. So much, much more palatable. But I, yeah, I was. I think like what was interesting, or what I find interesting, is that like I, it's certainly like a, a like I said, like a, a, this weird upsurge in popularity of cold brew versus just like regular coffee you know and and so that that's definitely like feels very very techy very millennial you know like right. this type of thing and and the other thing i was going to ask is when you were in school were there energy drinks like like was that easily accessible cuz i feel like energy drinks in terms of caffeine have also had this monster upsurge in popularity within the last i don't know 10 20 years yeah i think you're just trying to make me admit that the dinosaurs and I did not have energy right, drinks. Right, you guys didn't but, have yeah. energy drinks. Yeah. Okay, good we to know. We barely had, you know, telephones and mass transit back then. So, <laughs> no, that was that was not a, that wasn't the, you're right, later on there would be the, hey, I'll just, you know, get the concentrated caffeine out of one of the energy drinks to yeah like a five hour energy or whatever because that was really popular when i was in college as well people pulling all-nighters would drink five hour energies which is just like really concentrated caffeine instead of you know coffee um but i so this is what i'm wondering so it kind of like where kind of got where it started but do you actually remember your first cup of coffee i i don't i i have this image of um so i'll i'll whine about my uh time in architecture school at university (laughs) of texas so that university of texas uh, has some beautiful buildings and the architecture school is in this wonderful old building but for my five years in school so they did a five-year professional degree they had a bunch of funding to do new and renovated buildings. And so when they were renovating the beautiful school of architecture, that was the semester that my class should have been over there. So we were in the basement of an adjoining building and then that adjoining building was going to get renovated and we got moved to something just off campus that was an old school like an elementary school. So I was in the kind of, I, I think one out of five years, I got to be in one of the nice studios. So my recollection of coffee is in this kind of windowless basement studio <laughs> where we had no idea if it was day or night. We're just in there working. And so over in the corner, time of the yeah, day. <laughs> over in the corner, somebody had, you know, you'd know when it was time to make more coffee when the little burner started burning the last little bit of coffee because nobody had you know made the next thing so then it smelled like burnt coffee so it was horrible and i was thinking earlier my journey is the opposite of yours so now for me coffee is go meet people have breakfast let's go have a coffee and socialize and 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 i love the the not the chain coffee shops, but find the little local coffee shop that's playing jazz or they have live music or they, you know, they have um, not the, the food they have. They don't have to take out of the shrink wrap that has no expiration date and heat it in the microwave. Right. So, so my journey with coffee started, you know, burned coffee in the basement of a, a college architecture building to, now it's a social thing for me too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's so interesting because 
that is one of the things I love uh, like so much about about coffee. And I feel like the only time I ever, you know, where I would never have gone anywhere else starting my journey besides like a Starbucks, like a coffee journey besides a Starbucks or like a chain, right? Now that's not what I want at all. You know, like I want, I want those, like you're saying, those local coffee shops, things like that. It's definitely, it, it's so interesting how that that shifts because I feel like the gambit of coffee is is so wide of where and how you get it and, and all of those things. But I do want to say, so I do remember my first cup of coffee. And it was on a ski trip that I mean it was like with our family and you and I your brother are like the two main people that I really remember from this experience where we were at some big you can tell so me if, if this is if, true or so not. So if my not. brother is in it, just let's try to keep this from getting the explicit tag. So <laughs> adjust your story. I shall. Yes, I okay. will. <laughs> um, no, but we were we were on some family ski trip, and at least this is this is maybe this is imagined. But we're we're I remember sitting at this like big table, and everyone was drinking you know, I was really young, like, and everyone was drinking what looked sort of like hot chocolate and everyone was ordering these drinks. And I, I guess I asked to try it or somebody was like, Oh, do you want to try coffee? And I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds great. And I remember just taking a sip because coffee, I think even at that age, I feel like I remember it smelled good. Like I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. it kind of it smells nice, and it smells and then, better when you're skiing too, and it's cold. Yeah, and, and it was really right, cold yeah, outside, right? So, right? Yeah. You know, it felt, it felt. I sort of got that the the comforting feeling from smelling it, and then I remember taking a sip and and wanting to spit it everywhere. <laughs> how horrible it was! And then uh, the thing that like stands out so much to me in my memory is Daryl, your brother, saying oh, don't worry, it's better with ice in it. And putting ice into this like coffee cup or mug or whatever it was and being like, here, try it now, which does not change the flavor of coffee no, at all, no. especially black coffee. And I just remember like trying it again and being <laughs> like, no, this tastes exactly the same. What are you trying to trick me with this? Like, and I was just like, I don't understand. It was like, you know, similar to the first time you try alcohol where I was just like, this is disgusting and I yeah, hate right. it. And I don't understand why people drink it and it's awful. And I just, but that moment, I have such a vivid memory of that. And I don't even know if you remember it at all, but I, it's like so burned into my brain. Yeah, I have a vague recollection of that, everybody being around the table and and some combination of the look on your face of this is horrible <laughs> and I'm going to spit it out, but there's a bunch of grown-ups here and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So that was, I definitely had a, a very poor introduction to coffees. I did not, did not enjoy it. The other thing that struck me just while you, you were talking about this was one of the reasons we chose Black Hole Cafe <laughs> was doing a little bit of, I mean, we're both nerds and geeks and, and what have you, and, and the idea of Black Hole and Event Horizon and all that kind of getting sucked into something. But the other part of it being a cafe or a coffee shop is historically 
going way back in time, the coffee shops were places of exchange of ideas and socializing and all that kind of thing too. So uh, I, I, I don't think that can be minimized in what most of us have. I mean, right now it's not because of uh, our quarantine and, and stay at home orders, but the, the uh, you were talking about at the, at the ski resort, right? So having a warm cup of coffee and whatever the coffee shop is or the place you're having it. So I think the, the coffee is also an event <laughs> having yeah. coffee is an event, right? And, and it really is. Yeah. And whether or not you are actually going to order coffee at a coffee shop, it's it's like this sort of ingrained thing in our brain of, okay, we're not going to go and get dinner, but we do want to do a social thing. We want to chat for a little while. We want to exchange ideas, whether it's like, you know, even a first date or just like two friends who are like, oh, we want to catch up and chat or whatever. You don't say like, hey, you want to catch up and chat? You say like, you want to go get coffee? Because right. it's so it's become so synonymous with this, like you're saying, exchange of ideas, casual meetup of just like, let's get together and talk. I really feel like that's like the event of coffee is let's get together and talk about something, no matter what it is, you know? I, and I think that is one of the reasons that I really love coffee is because it it has become so synonymous with this like communal aspect of sharing something, you know, like you, you talk about it over a cup of coffee, regardless of whether or not you're drinking tea or sparkling water or whatever, you know, you're going to a coffee shop to sit with someone and and talk about something over like a shared beverage. The other side of coffee for me is like, the ritual aspect of, of coffee, which is really what I like. I am a very um, type A personality and surprise, surprise. I like uh, rules and (laughs) like routine and, um, and yeah, I love the ritual aspect of coffee because I feel like like I'm super particular in the morning about when I have my coffee. So even this morning, I went for a run this morning And I like during the work day, I don't like to have my coffee until I'm ready to start my work day. Even if I need the caffeine, I'm going to do all of my things like getting ready and, you know, went for a run and showered and all that kind of stuff. And I make my coffee right before I'm ready to sit down for work. And it's like very much a part of my ritual. Um, And I don't know if you feel that way, but, but I love it. It's like, it's such a comforting no matter what type of coffee it is, it's such a comforting thing. And if I don't have it, it's not just that I like get a caffeine headache a couple hours later because I'm a thousand percent will, but it's like I feel off of my routine or schedule or ritual or whatever. Like it's, it's, it causes me discomfort to not have it at that like particular time, you know? Absolutely. And, and, and for me, I thought about this, uh, the, the rituals part of it, and I think we'll talk about how we, what that ritual is and how we make coffee. And, you know, we both um, ha- had our Keurig days. And, uh, that yeah, we our st- flavored water days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and we still have, and I'm going to go back to the efficient and lazy, we still have a Keurig at the office, right? Because you're not going to make a whole pot of coffee or whatever. And everybody has, somebody wants decaf and somebody wants something with 42 flavors in it and I want my plain black coffee. And so the Keurig right. has its place. 
Um, yeah. But but for me, I think part of the ritual too is I uh, love getting up early. I love breakfast as a meal. And breakfast isn't breakfast without coffee for me. So for me, it's not at work. My cup of my first cup of coffee is with breakfast. Um, mm. And so whether that's going out, going to a coffee shop, or at home, it just it doesn't feel right to be sitting down, listening to music, doing whatever you know, reading something, whatever is happening at breakfast. Yeah. Um, without a cup of coffee <laughs> to accompany Maybe. it. Maybe this is why I love breakfast so much. Like I was wondering, I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day and I was like, breakfast, I, I love the morning time and I love getting up and I love having breakfast. Like it's my favorite thing to do. And normally it's been really nice actually because within quarantine, I've actually been able to get up and get up earlier and have breakfast and I don't feel so rushed. And that's such a luxury that I reserve for the weekend normally. Right. Whereas like when I'm going to work, I normally am like, oh, well, have like a 20 minute commute. I got to yeah, go. And I was going to say your commute is from the kitchen to the other side of the room or right. whatever. Right. So there's more time right. for this. Right. But so. it's been like, it's been such a luxury for me to like have breakfast every morning and like oh man maybe i need to do a, we need to do an episode about breakfast cuz right. oh my god <laughs> but yeah i feel the exact same way about about breakfast and like i love being up in the morning and and having breakfast and it's sort of my ramp up time of right. like i'm checking my emails and my slack and i have my whatever my little breakfast is and my coffee and that's like my ramp up time in the morning and i don't want to do that while i'm like getting ready so yeah totally Totally in agreement there for sure. So I, then I guess I do want to know what, what your coffee ritual is. Because you're right. I mean, at the office, my coffee ritual is very different than my coffee ritual now that I'm spending so much time at home, right? Or even on the right, weekend. Before right. it would have been the weekends versus work. But, but yeah, I want to know like what your, what your coffee ritual is. So I'll, I'll tell you mine because it'll be very simple compared to yours, I'm sure. Um, and, and again, we'll go back to our, we're, we're not experts, right? So I'll have to admit. By no means. <laughs> in preparation for this, the, the nerd geek and me, right, we're starting to research or whatever. It's like, oh, you know what? I, I buy ground coffee, right? I don't, I'm not grinding my, not grinding my own beans and, and all that kind of stuff. I will we'll be soon because those things yeah, are on we'll the get, way we'll, because we'll as we started that. talking about this, I was like, okay. And of course I found some really cool industrial, <laughs> beautiful coffee grinders and whatever. Right. So, so For I'll sure. get started with that. But I think Keurig got me into the, I'm just going to make a cup of coffee. Right. Mm. So I use the AeroPress. And have you seen what the AeroPress is? Yeah. Know so what it's it actually is? Interesting. Yeah, because I was, as I was doing research, so I was going to talk about this, but I'll bring it up now. I, in quarantine, spent some money, not a ridiculous amount of money for what I could have spent, um, but I bought myself an espresso machine. Um, and as I was sort of doing research into what espresso machine I should buy and how all of that works, it's really interesting because there is a way you, a way it's not espresso. So I, before I get emails about, <laughs> right. you know, 
Well, That's actually, espresso is the yeah, yeah. right. So, exactly. Yeah. Before the well, actually, start coming in. It's not espresso, but it's very close to espresso. I was watching a lot of YouTube videos about how to make espresso tasting coffee without an espresso machine. And one of the like simplest ways to do it is in the AeroPress. In the AeroPress. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's and you said, how do you? drink black coffee because it's the worst and the hardest or whatever. So the AeroPress helps take some of the bitterness out. And basically it's just a, two plastic tubes <laughs> and, and you get a little filter and you put your coffee in and, and pour, you know, it's like a pour over, right? So you pour the hot water over it and let it sit for 30 seconds to a minute and then the, the tubes fit tightly. It has a rubber seal and you, and you press down on it um, and it puts a little pressure in there. Um, so it, I don't have a lot of prep uh, and I can make one cup at a time. So I don't have mm. a big coffee machine that keeps the coffee warm for days yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I make. How many cups do you usually drink a day? Three or four. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you drink more than I do. I mean, if, if, so I, I, I paused because it's like, okay, I'm going to have coffee at breakfast for sure. Mm -hmm. And then when the world is normal for business, I'm usually going to go to a coffee shop, meet somebody. Uh, right, I may right. be going stir crazy in the office or I'm between clients. I'm driving right. around a lot. And I'm like, I'll pop in and have a coffee um, and, and do a little work, you know, maybe uh, have lunch at a coffee shop or whatever. So, and then there's the mid-afternoon, you know, I, I need a little pick-me-up, right? I'm yes, working, that, I'm at the, I'm at my, my standing desk, <laughs> right? I need my three o'clock cup of coffee. So three to four um, okay. yeah. per day. But the, the AeroPress I'm making at home. So the other, the other right. cups are going to be different than that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely am like you know, I used to never understand why people would drink decaf. And now I'm, I totally get it. I'm like, oh, my 3 p.m. cup of coffee, sometimes it is a caffeine jolt, right? Like sometimes it is that I need that, but sometimes it's just, I need the placebo of that, right? Like I just need, like, I want something that feels comforting, that feels, you know, like, I don't want to eat like another snack. I just want to have a little like cup of coffee. And that is, you know, I feel like I'm like, okay, I understand why people drink decaf now. And I totally would do that is I don't, I don't, I, you know, inhale the caffeine, but <laughs> I would, I understand the, yeah, okay. I will, I would want a decaf cup of coffee to not have the caffeine or even as like a dessert, right. After, after dinner right. or something like that. Is yeah. Like, I left that know? out, but I, yeah, i I will often do that too. And you know what just yeah. struck me as you were talking, you know, we both, I'm going to use this as an example. We both have Apple watches, right? And, and hmm. you can either have it turned on or not, but you know, you can get the prompt to just slow down and take a breath, right? The little take yeah. 30 seconds and breathe or whatever. As you were talking, I'm thinking, Oh, you know what? That afternoon coffee, I'm saying it's for caffeine, but more times than not, I think there's something about having a cup of coffee, which is slow down. Yeah, take a take break. Take some time and and you know reset your 
because by three o'clock in the afternoon, I may be frazzled and stressed or whatever. And so that coffee yeah. maybe is for the caffeine, but it maybe is also for that ritual and that just, I'm going to slow down and have a coffee. I just take, need to a, take a few a minutes. Yeah, right. The so. morning has been crazy. The like, <laughs> I had to work through lunch and now at 3 p.m. I feel like I can breathe and I just want to have right. like a little cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. It's like my little break. Um, and so I, yeah, I definitely, I feel that I, my coffee ritual is a little more intense than that, <laughs> especially now. I can't um, wait but, to hear this. I've yeah, seen but, pictures. So. Yeah. My sad, sad latte art. Oh, it's so <laughs> sad. Um, no, but, but I, you know, the interesting thing, like I, I was actually talking to somebody about this today cause I posted a picture on my Instagram of, of my cappuccino or whatever this morning. And one of my friends responded and he was like, oh, I am basically not drinking coffee in quarantine because I don't have, I didn't want to spend the money on like any coffee paraphernalia because it can get really, really expensive, um, which is totally fair. The thing about cold brew, and this is what I told him, the thing about cold brew is that it's actually a really, it's probably one of the cheapest ways to make coffee. The way that you brew cold brew is that um, you basically are just steeping your coffee for an extended period of time. So the thing about cold brew, which is sort of interesting and, and takes more preparation than like an AeroPress or a pour over or something like that is because you actually have to plan because it needs to steep for 12 about 12 to 18 hours. You can go about 24, but it sort of depends on your beans. This is different than my brother's cold brew where he throws ice cubes in your coffee. So that's iced coffee. <laughs> so the difference between cold brew and iced coffee is that cold brew is brewed cold and it's steeped, gotcha. whereas iced coffee is brewed hot and you brew it like a normal pour over or a normal drip coffee or whatever, and then you serve it over ice. That's why you get an iced latte or an iced cappuccino gotcha. or whatever it is, right? It's brewed hot. Your espresso is, the milk is all there, right? But then you just pour it over ice. So that's what iced coffee is, is they're taking their normal drip coffee and putting it over ice. So this is the thing you have to be very careful about in places like Austin, where you have, <laughs> and I, I would imagine Seattle, you know, like larger coffee places, right? Where you go to the coffee shop and you ask for an iced coffee versus asking for a cold brew and they are very different things. So the the thing that I love about cold brew is one because you you generally brew cold brew in a concentrate form, it's more caffeine but it's less acidic, so it's less bad for you in terms of like your stomach and your teeth, right? right? Like it, it's not bad less bad for you in terms of how much caffeine you're consuming. But it's, and it's also less bitter. So because of the way that, and I don't necessarily know all of the science behind this, but because of the way that you steep cold brew and you basically are letting all of the, you have to use coarse grounds and you're letting, and you brew it in cold water and you're letting the water go through the beans and it steeps over a certain amount of time, that acidity that you get from the heat and the, um, and you're extracting more caffeine from the beans and that bitterness isn't there because you're using cold instead of hot water and you're doing it for an extended period of time versus a short period right, of time. Right. So basically what I do is I have, um, I go back and forth depending on the ease of use, but I have some cold brew coffee grounds that I just buy as like ground coffee. And then I also have um, a grinder that I use as well because cold brew has to be brewed with coarse grinds. Um, 
instead of like what you would use for an espresso, which is super, super fine ground coffee. Um, but basically all you do is you just sort of play with the ratios and you, I do three ounces of ground coffee. So one ounce of ground coffee to one cup of water. And so you're basically brewing concentrate, which again means that you're getting more caffeine out of the beans, but you literally just put the beans in a mason, put the grounds in a mason jar, fill it with the right amount of water. So for me, I do three and three. So three ounces of ground beans and then three ounces of water or three cups of water, sorry. And then I let it sit for, put it in my fridge for 12 to 18 hours. And then I strain it the next day or the next morning or whatever. And that, that is the process that takes a while is the straining of the cold brew <laughs> to actually get the cold brew. That is like the, the annoying part of the process. There are like, there are plenty of thing, gadgets on Amazon that you can just almost like a tea bag, right. That you can right. pull, put in and take it out. And so I actually did buy a couple of those, but the things that I've been reading are the, the things that you want from cold brew are that you want the grounds to get as much contact with the water as possible um, in order to, for the most flavor to be there. Cause that's why you have to steep right. it for such a long time is because if you don't, then your coffee isn't, it's going to taste like cure, cold Keurig coffee, just <laughs> slightly flavored water. And do you just um, drink that straight or are you then mixing it with milk and whatever? So else? cold brew, that's the other thing you have to be careful about with cold brew. So at a coffee shop, they'll probably do this for you. But with cold brew, when you brew it at home, you're brewing concentrate. So what that means is for the most part, you should be cutting it with water. Um, and so- Gotcha. Again, and that's why you want to steep it for longer so you have more of the flavor. And when you do cut it with water, it's not as like you're still getting that like nice flavor. Um, but yeah, so I actually cut mine with both a little bit of water and creamer. Um, but like Pedro only takes his with with just a little bit of water and that's it. And I will actually drink cold brew black because it's not as bitter. It's not as acidic. Um, and so it, it has a much smoother taste and flavor than anything I would get from a hot coffee. And I can, I can drink it black and I won't be sad about it. I mean, right. I'll be a little sad about it cause I let, I like my oat milk in my coffee, <laughs> but, but in terms of flavor or taste, like it doesn't taste bad to do it. And cold brew keeps for like a week. So you can right. do it all on the weekend and then have cold brew for the rest of the week. And then my coffee ritual is just pouring some in a glass over ice and then that's all I need. Cause if it's 18 hours per cup, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no. And you can make as big or as little of a batch. I am limited by the amount of Mason jars that I have. <laughs> right. But, but for the most part, I can make enough on the weekend to last throughout the week. And then I only have to do it once a week. Right. I'm only making coffee right. once a week. That has changed slightly now I that say I have that's... my very fancy espresso machine. Yeah, I would say which, that's like, separate from your new gadget, right? So yeah, if cold brew is on like the low, like above Keurig, right, but on the low end of the maintenance spectrum for coffee, <laughs> espresso is like the complete opposite. And I feel like you really have to be. There are so many things to learn with an espresso machine. Um, and I still have not poured a, what you would say is a nice shot of espresso. And sorry, you don't pour a shot of espresso. You pull a shot of espresso. <laughs> so anyway, so I have not successfully pulled a really great shot of espresso yet. Um, but I, this is my biggest problem with the espresso machine is that I feel like I don't have a good enough coffee palette to know when I'm doing something wrong <laughs> or right. Uh, I can only go by 
like the the grounds in your your container, basically like in your porta filter, you know, the little thing that you see the right, baristas right, yeah. lock into the machine. Right. And so your coffee grounds go in there. And basically if the puck comes out wet, the puck is the grounds after the coffee, after the water has been poured right. through it, they come out wet, your shot is under extracted, which means either your grounds were too coarse or um, you didn't like put enough pressure to, you have to like tamp, but there's all this lingo. Yeah. Anyway, I have really enjoyed it and it's a lot of fun, but it is a lot of maintenance and a lot If you, if you're not like excited about it, oh my God, do not spend the money. Like, yeah. no. And it's, see, for me, ridiculous. listening to you talk is like, well, it sounds like a hassle, but it's gadgets. <laughs> so yeah. I'm all, well, I would be all in for like, and you've shown me pictures. I'm like, okay, that I've, you know, we'll see as we move forward, you know, we can maybe take bets on how long, how long before it takes I have, an espresso yeah, machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I actually, I, I will, we can link this in the show description and I will link the one that I got because it is the most compact one. It was wire cutters, like top recommended one. It takes up, you know, like it looks pretty. Um, I also have a separate burr grinder, which is, you know, another, another thing thing to get for coffee because like that is the big thing is most coffee people say and I will say that I can taste a difference when you're using pre-ground coffee versus freshly ground coffee yeah the taste is so different and so much better using freshly ground coffee but I am again not enough of a nerd or connoisseur of coffee to like get rid of the ease of ground coffee just yet, especially right, right. for cold brew, because now I have a nice burr grinder that could grind a, like a large amount, but cold brew takes a lot of grounds. So right. buying beans and then grinding them yourself, if you don't have like a really nice burr grinder, again, I will link my right. burr grinder right. in the show links, but if you don't have one, then then it just takes so much effort. So the right. ground coffee is is I think fine, at least by my, my standards right. for sure. I've got some grinders on order. And when I was doing the research for that, mm. the, the industrial one I found, and again, we'll put all these in the show notes, but um, the architect in me is always going to say, well, it's got to do the job and it's got to look nice and, you know, got to be well designed. And, but I found one that, um, is you can do you know a cup at a time or what have you a small amount and on the on the flip side we were talking about the the rituals and when it's great uh and we'll probably do an episode on hiking camping at some point i, I would imagine none, nothing you, less yeah yeah and i'm not sure where instant coffee comes in in comparison to keurig but in camping that kind of efficiency of not only is it ground, it is just instant coffee. We're going to pour it in, pour the hot water in and call it good. And so when I was doing the research, there was like, well, this is a grinder. You can, you're not taking it backpacking, but I'm just camping. I'm not backpacking. So that will be another part of that ritual is to be able to have a fresh ground <laughs> cup of coffee uh, in the morning on a camping trip. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that was kind of my introduction to a burr grinder was getting the one that you do by hand. Uh, and I 
I like quickly was like, I watched a lot of people say this and they're like, I can't imagine anyone using this unless they didn't have electricity, like camping or whatever. And I was like, Ooh, I just didn't want to make the investment in a really nice bird grinder. And now I have. And so it's definitely, that is like a huge quality of life upgrade for me for sure. Because of how, like how much different a burr grinder is versus a blade grinder. So yeah. Well, I was going to add one more thing because I know we're getting down on time, but the, the I've started to get into tea a little bit and I start to change my ritual to maybe do a cup of tea in the evening when mm-hmm. I'm sitting down, winding down the, the, like I've had enough caffeine that caffeine doesn't keep me from sleeping. So having even caffeinated tea in the evening isn't yeah. going to keep me up all night, but the, whether I'm writing in a journal or doing something, it's, it's a, a nice wind down. And I don't know how to pronounce it, but the company is Bodum, B-O-D-U-M. Okay. They've got coffee grinders and tea and French press and all this kind of stuff, but they have a neat little pour over tea thing and it's a little teapot, but the infuser, like the bottom third of the infuser that you put the tea in is solid. And then they have a press like you would have on a French press for coffee. Oh, nice. So you put your tea leaves in there and then you pour the hot water over it and then you let it sit for two to five minutes, whatever the particular tea. So I'm on a little sample set from them right now, but let's say it's Mm -hmm. four minutes. You let it sit for four minutes and then you push that plunger down and it puts the tea leaves in that solid part. So they're no longer. Right. So you, you don't have to take it out. You can just, it's like French press, right? The same thing. Right. French it's, ju- it's like a French press kind of thing yeah. for tea, but you know, you get it at just the right level and then you, and then you just push that. So anyway, I think I wanted to bring it up because to me, it's like the coffee. It's as much a ritual thing um, as, as, yeah, it's like, it really is. It's this weird. And I think like I've started feeling this way about hot coffee too. Cause I almost, I really love the, um, like, I don't know what you call it. Like the, the, the vibe, right. Of like holding a mug and it's just sort right. of this really comforting picture of being at a coffee shop or even being in your own home, right. Of I'm having this thing to settle down and it's comforting me and it's this little mug and like you know I think it just brings me a lot of whether it's tea or coffee or whatever even in the evening like there are some times where I feel like I've just had a really stressful day or I just need a moment to unwind and just having something in a mug that's not water you know yeah it's like this really I love the the sort of visual of it, right? Of like being in your cozy sweater and on the <laughs> right. and all well, of that. And, like- and it's it's the the ritual and the smell and all of that is um, helping you change your mindset or change. Yeah, and I feel like that's so important, especially because our workspace and our ah. home space are all the same now. Having those things that sort of say that signify to you like it's time for bed or it's time to start yeah. the work day or it's time to end the work day. Right. right. Like those things are so, so important right now. And I feel like for me and coffee, and then, like I said, getting ready for bed often, I'm like, Oh, if I, it's not a dessert, but it is like a, like a thing, <laughs> you know, it's like a nice yeah. little take a moment, right. Treat. Whether it's right. yeah. yoga or meditation or whatever, especially in this time to, to have something that 
that yeah, gives you just, that little moment, right? Exactly, exactly. So I, I feel like that is, that's exactly what, what coffee is for me. And I've just sort of, I've gone a little bit farther than maybe right, some right, people yeah. would. And, and nowhere, yeah, and nowhere near as far <laughs> as all the well actually folks on the internet are going to tell yes, us. Right. So exactly, exactly. But before we go to the next segment though, can I, t- can I tell my joke about your, um, your uh, coffee uh, art? Oh, please, please do. It was good. <laughs> it made me laugh. So t- Taylor posted a picture of one of her uh, creations from her new gadget and new coffee. And um, she made a comment about the, uh, uh, the latte art not being great. And I said, no, it's perfect. I can recognize that that is the adipose creature from Doctor Who. <laughs> so if you Which don't know like, what the adipose is, just look up adipose go, Doctor yeah. Who and, it'll, and then you'll laugh. So it'll be a delayed joke, but right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think like before we move on, the the couple of things I want to make sure that we've uh, that we've talked about are the things, the gadgets that I would recommend for if you want to take your coffee game to the next level, um, and that is for sure a burr grinder. Uh, do not use a blade grinder. That is very taboo in the in the coffee world. Is the blade grinder gives you much less um, uh, like what do you call it? Uh, not, um, surface area or no, flavor. I know it's a flavor, like, right? But the, well that, but it's, it's just less uniform. So you get m- oh, so much okay. less uniformity from a, from a blade grinder than you do from a, a like canonical burr grinder. So would definitely get yourself a burr grinder. Um, and then the other thing that I would say is just find some coffee beans or a brand of coffee that you really like. Um, cause I think so many people don't like coffee cause they haven't had good beans and you can so easily buy, like even on Amazon, I can buy local Austin beans, um, from, from Amazon, right? Like you can still get them even, even in this time or you can even buy them from a, like a local coffee shop as well. So I would just say, find a brand of beans you like, and then also, uh, yeah, get yourself a nice burr grinder for sure. And my, my gadget choice is going to be, um, if, you, if you're not averse to the kind of single cup thing, is look up what an AeroPress is and, and you don't have to spend. I mean, I think the AeroPress set up with the filter and the gadget and the whatever, I think it's like 20 bucks or 30 bucks or something. It's not expensive, right? Yeah. So that, yeah. that's my gadget of, of choice. And then awesome. and we'll, you have we'll to have a favorite, things. you have to have a favorite mug too. Yes, of course. You cannot, <laughs> you cannot, um, you cannot drink coffee unless you drink it out of your favorite mug. So please get yourself a, a favorite mug. Your favorite mug or two or three or four favorite mugs. Yeah. All right. So I think we can move on to the next segment, which is our media black hole. This segment is really what is like one recommendation for book, movie, TV show that are really worthy of getting sucked into, whether that's something you've watched recently or read in the past or anything like that. So want to get your quick black hole, sure. media black hole recommendation. And I, and, I, and I just have to laugh because we've been talking about doing this black hole thing forever. I think I've had the domain for for years, five years, 10 years, <laughs> I don't know, forever. <clears throat> and what comes up, but we start it during 
the black hole of social distancing and being quarantined at home and right. whatever. This is so what it took for so us to everybody <laughs> is looking for recommendations for what to binge watch or binge read or whatever it is. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you looked in the show notes and know what I'm getting ready to say, but what came to my mind was 2008 TV show called The Fringe. Yeah. And you and I watched that together when it was live. Right. And yes. Do you remember there were. um, Yeah, because we would do the glyphs right at the start of the show. So if 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 you're a X-Files or sci-fi nerd or whatever, I think you'll love. Or just J.J. Abrams fan. I would say J.J. Abrams (laughs) and Anna Torv was fantastic in it. Um, Yeah. But it's definitely. you know, out there and they're, and they're each episode, they're trying to figure out these, you know, whatever the weird thing that's happening. Right. Uh, No, not to get too many spoilers, but it, it had one, two, three, four, five seasons. So. And I would say is a very bingeable TV show. Yeah. Well, and you and I talked about this in the day when we watched it. So the, the, we actually had, I think, an app on the iPhone that would help yeah. you try to figure out what these glyphs were and what the secret messages were. But they'll get to season five and there will be stuff that's referenced from season one. So I don't know if I've ever watched a show that was as, it, at least in my perception, was so well planned out that nothing was wasted and all these little things in season one and two that you thought meant nothing turn out. Yep to be key and so anyway i'd love that i love that show and if you're looking for ways to binge it uh while you're stuck at home it really that that one just it popped into my head out of nowhere i haven't rewatched it in years um but uh, I haven't I, uh, watched it in years either, but I have rewatched it, right? Like I've, yes, I've yes, I have too. Well, we own, it. Like, yeah, we own it and it's in our shared iTunes library. Yeah, yeah. I have all the DVDs as well. <laughs> and so right. anyway, yeah. that was mine. So I like it. Uh, so mine is actually something that is that has consumed me recently, and that is Westworld. So also kind of sci-fi e, right? Um, but the HBO show Westworld, because the, the season three is airing right now, and I wanted to catch up to watch season three live. So I binged the first two seasons of Westworld. I started in December, and then I kind of stopped for a second, and then now have I'm caught up completely. And so I'm watching the third season as it comes out live. And while each season is very different, I have really enjoyed it as a whole show, especially sort of binging it. Um, so that's sort of what's what sucked me in recently. And I I would highly recommend if people haven't seen it. I think it's it's well worth a watch. I'm not through season two yet. But I think you and I maybe talked about this before, but it's an HBO series. And of course, I guess HBO is famous for this, but this is cinema movie quality. Yeah, it's beautiful. Cinematography. And I don't want to call it high concept sci-fi, but it's definitely, it, it is not just shoot them up and explosions and whatever. It's a very thoughtfully... Done yeah. program. I, I love it, but I haven't finished season. There's so much to catch up on now. And, and, yeah. 
And the as an IT, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, as an IT person, this stay-at-home order has not given me a more free time. It, it, we have been swamped, so I haven't really had had time to catch up. But man, I've two thumbs up for Westworld as well. Yeah, it's beautiful, and so I think I think go for it if you haven't yet. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I think that's all the time we have uh, for this week. Um, Thanks, Taylor, for joining me at the Black Hole Cafe to discuss your coffee obsession. And I'm sure it will cost me money. And at some point, I'll be buying a fancy machine and calling you about that as well. Thanks. I can't um, wait to I can't <laughs> wait to experience that with you. I can't wait to get the call to be like, okay, I did it. I bought a thing. Look at <laughs> look at how much my coffee game has changed. Ready yep. for that follow? Or here's here's a here's a photo. Tell me all that I did yeah. wrong because this is just <laughs> not right. So. I'm excited for our next episode. Do you know what it's going to be yet? Have you decided? Uh, you know, I'm, I am not sure. We'll, we'll decide later. I am going, I'm right now um, juggling between two fairly recent addictions, mm. and that's camping and hiking and uh, real camera photography. So we'll talk about which one? Which one of those we we want to do? Um, I have a feeling you'll want to do the camera one because you have so little interest in camping. Well, I think that makes for a very good episode. So you know, we'll we'll discuss and see see what we can <laughs> what we can come up with. All right. Well, let's let's uh, wrap this one then. Yeah. And I want to thank everyone for listening today. We'd love it if you subscribe to our show in your podcatcher of choice, uh, and if you rate or review us on Spotify or Apple podcast, even better. And we'd love to hear from you as well. All the well actuallys and tell us what's on your event horizon, those kinds of things. You can reach us at via email at info at the black hole cafe.com um, or at our website, the black hole cafe.com or on Facebook and Instagram, the black hole cafe or on Twitter, just Black Hole Cafe, because Twitter still is all about limiting the number of characters you can use. I mean, it's Twitter. You can't expect anything less. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care, and don't forget your towel. Bye, everyone. Bye.